<laughs> Welcome back. Yes. Unhooked in the Nook with Terry and Alex. Oh, boy. Watch out, world. Oh, uh, no. Here we come. We're going to portal into your <laughs> headphones. <laughs> so oh, the Lord. power we have is scary. <laughs> power to the people. So today's topic... Um, I was debating about, and then based on a conversation that we had right before we went on on air, uh-huh. I uh, decided, you know, it's kind of a sign that this is the direction to go for this oh. conversation. Okay. Um, we do not necessarily have to bring up um, what we were talking about, um, but I wanted to talk about anger. Um, we're really trying to establish, um, you know, what our beliefs are around uh, different human experiences, um, human emotions. Um, in my mind, they're the variables that allow us to see the world, allow you know our inner world, the outer world, um, to make, help us decide what we're going to do, <laughs> what we did, where we're at. Um, and anger feels like a, a pretty fundamental emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, and I don't know if you'll agree with this, often... I want to stay away from the word always, but a counterexample isn't coming to mind. So I'll just, but I'll say often. Often it seems to me that anger is kind of a secondary experience that um, in my mind, in my experience, and things I've witnessed with other people's experiences, anger seems to be more of a result of um, either fear, um, uh, self preservation, sadness. shame um it's those well with the exception of shame the other emotions i name tend to be in my mind a little bit more fundamental that pure i'll say distilled that they're Mm -hmm. kind of you know they can be experienced in in conjunction with other emotions but they themselves the emotions are pretty like rock solid foundation ground level anger seems to me to be a response to that foundational emotion mm-hmm. it's, it's more of like a reactional emotion and yes i think i've heard it referred to as a secondary emotion i know in, in conversations i've called it a secondary emotion but i don't even know if i'm using that term correctly so i'm putting a big old asterisk on all of that <laughs> um, but in my experience i can't say that i can think of an example where i felt anger and it was the foundation emotion i could always find what was underneath of that was fear or pain um or a, a need to be energized to do to act <laughs> to pr- yes. to self preserve so, sure. so that it always it's always felt secondary to me um, and definitely want to go into more discussion about that whether it sounds like you're in agreement based on just the you know oh, yeah. a little bit of what you said and body language in reaction to what I'm saying um, but I definitely want to delve further but if you don't mind I'd like to start um, if there's a story that you can think of where you felt angry, um, regardless of what you did with that anger, but you felt anger. And whether it was in that moment or later, you could really reflect back and say, you know, I was feeling anger, but what was underneath of that was fill in the blank. Um, Something that stands out uh, to you. Hmm. Okay, so you're asking me for for a story where I felt anger, mm-hmm. but really it wasn't anger, it was something else. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And you you could either realize it later or in that moment, whichever. You know, sometimes you can really. I, I've experienced anger and like, oh, I'm feeling afraid. <laughs> you know, and in the moment, <laughs> can really call myself out on it. But there's other times where I've really, it's like three weeks later, and I'm like, Ooh, that's I was feeling afraid. <laughs> I would say, I you know, a couple a couple little stories are, are coming into my head that are, are fairly recent, and in all of those, that the anger I was feeling, I believe, was not anger in its pure state, but it was a result of um, not being able to control the outcome that mm-hmm. I wanted. Yeah. It was it was frustration. It was just not just knowing at a deep level that no matter how much I'm going to like in a work environment, no no matter how far I'm going to take this complaint up the ladder, I Ultimately, uh, at a deep level, I know nothing is going to change. Ultimately, I know that several of my coworkers that have legitimate issues that 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 need to be addressed, they're 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 going to let them walk because it's going to be easier for them to walk than try to rectify things, and. That made me very, that situation just made me so angry. I could feel it. I could taste anger and frustration. Um, and that was in, in like a work situation. And then I, I, I also had an, an incident that um, in, involved animals. As you know, I'm very passionate about animal rights and I don't know how deep I want to get into this story, but I felt that animals were not being um, protected from 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 a deep snowstorm in, in an adequate way. And I made some phone calls and um, to to our local animal rights uh, or our animal control and and anyway, the issue was resolved to a degree. But but during the whole process, I just felt so angry because I couldn't, there was nothing I could do. They were farm animals. I, I couldn't, like, bring cows <laughs> into my house. Or I could have tried, I guess. Um, but, uh, it, yeah, there were too many. And, 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 and the response I got was, in my mind, not really adequate. It was a politically correct um, response living in farmland, you know, where we live. Um, and, and I felt that that was a losing battle for me to even make the phone call. And I knew ultimately the view of cattle and cows and chickens and other farm animals or, you know, a lot of folks look at those as just crops, as possessions. And I look at them in it from from a different lens. So um, I spoke up, tried to make things better. Um, uh, don't really think I had much success, but I, I, I remember feeling such 
angst that no matter how much I tried, that that's a losing battle here. It's a losing battle to fight for animal welfare based on weather conditions and, you know, people will say it's snow it's it's there you're going to eat a steak you eat steak don't you You eat meat it's you know it it on so many levels it just made me so angry and so Mm -hmm. frustrated um so I, i i don't know how much in detail you want these stories to be but i have you know in work related issues felt anger in social issues felt anger and I think the heart of it is what, what, what makes your body feel that anger is ultimately inside. You know that it's whatever you're fighting probably isn't going to change. Mm-hmm. You do it anyway because you, you got to. You got to speak up. But you get angry because you're just, you know, why can't people see what I see? Why can't, you know, why can't things be different? Of course they can be different. But depending on the situation, when you have that little internal voice that's like, yeah, you're fighting City Hall or whatever the little expressions are, it makes you angry. Powerlessness. Yes, yes. In both instances seems to be the core of that. And was not one that I named, I don't think, in the beginning. That's interesting. Yeah, powerlessness and an inability to influence, control the outcome. And that whatever you're seeing or the pain that you're feeling, the injustice that you're witnessing, that you are absolutely powerless to do anything about it. And even when you're making the phone calls or you're sending the emails, you just still know. You, you just know when you're hitting the send button, or you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking to that person that it's it's lip service. Mm-hmm. You, you know it, and it just makes you angry. But your even your energies and your attempts are kind of out of waste. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's extremely insightful. That those are the two stories that come to mind, because, like I said, I didn't, I didn't. I don't think I named powerlessness in the beginning as one of the reasons. And that does seem to be at the core for you of mm-hmm. your when you had felt anger. And I'm trying to think back for me when I have felt angry. And it does, I, I have a similar sense of an, an inability to affect change in any meaningful way. And I feel that there, there are things that are at stake that are extremely important mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. do you think without that anger do you think you would have pressed the send button I, I would imagine that anger felt also could come from i'm making this call and it's going to go nowhere but you know, i would imagine you were also feeling angry leading up to making the call mm-hmm. so do you yeah and um in, in both of those little stories i mean i follow i followed it through I, you know, in the in the work related story, I sent the emails. I made the calls. I I met with, uh, I met with folks that have the titles that were able to do something, and it, the result, 
was that nothing was done. It's because it's it's mm. just easier sometimes to let people leave in an environment rather than make things right to keep them. It's easier, short cheaper, term. Short, short term. term. Easy, yeah. yeah, I mean short yeah. term. Yeah. Um, and you know, with the animal story, um, of course, by law, the animal control people they have to follow up on a call and they have to do their due diligence and mm-hmm. and uh you know but ultimately i i i realize that it's a losing battle when you're when you're talking about farm animals in mm-hmm. an area that's agricultural and so many people politicians so many uh folks that have the power here they're farmers and agricultural folks and um and you know how they view their product is not how maybe you know certainly how how I view how I view product because a mm-hmm. animal is a living breathing little soul and whether that cow is going to end up on your plate or it's your pet um deserves deserves respect yeah i mean there's on a side note you know there's one thing to they can take an animal animal's life and use it for consumptions it's another to torture it first and then use it for consumption Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah. i i yeah i see it that way Mm -hmm. uh not everyone does and and I admit, I some of my my views are, you know, <laughs> they're not mainstream, mm-hmm. but this is our authentic in the yes. nook, unhooked in the nook. So I'm yeah. putting my, you know, that, this is how I look at some things. And so, both of those instances were, they made they made me angry, mm-hmm. um, and and I think in other things that are popping into my head that might involve um, social justice issues it, it you know it just it, you, you have to take a step back because you feel your body just turning into something um into oh you know your heart's beating fast and you're 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 getting red and you're sweating and and you know that's a visceral human reaction to something and like i said i i think it it progresses into anger when when you realize that it, the chances of what you're trying to change are it's it's a very small chance or or maybe maybe not a chance is the right word but it you feel very human when you're when you're up against a big issue yeah when you're up against a corporation, when you're up up against you know a lobby, when you're up against, yeah, it 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 makes you very angry. You feel small. You do powerless and small. You do. Yeah. And I'm grateful and glad that you're bringing your truth to this. Um, you know your views, whether they're mainstream or not. In that, I I hope that everyone listening knows and will repeatedly hear from us that you find me the person with all the answers who's right about everything or anything please i would love to have them here because i <laughs> never met a person you know that everyone has their own views there is no right answer whether it's mainstream or not even mainstream implies that 
there's a main stream, but it's not the only stream. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I, it feels to me that, you know, if I were to try to distill the powerlessness um, down, it's, you know, because you're feeling powerlessness to affect change on something that you see as meaningful, as, in, as, as important and as critical. Well, I'd say that kind of goes down to fear. Fear that you cannot change something that you feel is critical to change. And no matter what you do, you're still exactly where you're at. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that is scary. And especially, you know, if you're if feeling that human lives or lives, you know, whether they're animals or people you're working with are in the crosshairs of that and you can't protect them. Mm -hmm. Just little old you. That's right. That's right. That's exactly it. It's a good summation. <laughs> Do you think that um, the anger is able to play a role? Like, Do you think that there is a... I mean, obviously it does. <laughs> Clearly it exists in our lives. But do you think that there it is a tool? Do you think that there is something positive that comes from anger or that it in some way yeah plays a role other than being an uncomfortable experience i guess the, the way we've defined or that you've mm. defined anger it, it you did define it right <laughs> i don't think i did i don't really think i did I mean, I think yeah. we've kind of figured like, out a definition as we I was thinking, what did Alex, how did he define that? Because a lot of mm -hmm. times you define things in mm -hmm. the beginning. And I guess we didn't or you didn't no. def define anger. So without mm -hmm. a without a really good definition, it's hard for me to say whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. I know, I know it's a human thing and mm -hmm. we all feel it. And um, it, it's... <sighs> Yeah, it's hard to answer that question whether it's it's good or bad. Um, it's it's I think it's necessary. How so? Um, it's necessary to propel you to act sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, you, you you know you can you can see a situation and say, oh, you know that sucks that you know, man, it's like six feet of snow and and that 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 baby cow, you know, it's like can barely get its little nostrils up to get air and the mom and the other ones are crowded around, you know, no shelter. Um, well, wait a minute, there's a big barn. Oh, but, oh, right, they put the uh, the farm equipment and all the expensive equipment in the barn and the cows are kind of left by a hill, which um, actually I learned is, is considered shelter where we live, a hill some trees uh yeah so yeah I uh, yeah i didn't know that either so <sighs> the anger propels you to do something if i didn't feel anger i could have uh, i could have just ig ignored it i could have said okay well i would uh, have the conversation in my head okay so yeah there's cows there's like five feet of snow out there they're out there. I don't know if they're going to freeze or not. I'm not a farmer. I don't know. And I, and, and I could let it go. But I couldn't let it go because I'm not a farmer. I'm me. And me has this infinity for li living things. Uh, 
you know, as we've talked in the past, bugs and mm-hmm. frogs and, you know, insects, animals of all sorts, life of, of all types. So mm-hmm. I couldn't let that go. I had the, I had the battle in my head. I know if I call someone, you know, there it, nothing is going to happen, and it's already snowing, and that the, you know they're already suffering. So short of me trespassing and breaking, you know, like walking the cows into shelter, there was nothing I could do. Right. Except I did call. You know, I called animal control. I mean, I I I I did do something. Mm-hmm. Anger made me do something. I couldn't talk myself out of ignoring it. Anger made me not talk myself out of doing something. Same within the work situation. Right. Anger made me hit the send button and say, hey, is you know, this is what's happening. Can't we like do something about this? And without the anger part, probably would have just said, well, this sucks. This sucks for my coworker. Or, yeah, it sucks for the cows. You know, it it sucks. And then you just keep going down your lane. And there are a lot of people that will go down their lane and they will say to people like me, you know, mind your own business, you, you know, wacko and, you know, um, but the anger part is, I believe, what propels us to the next level, to actually try to do something, to take action. I hear you. One of the instance, the example that kept coming to mind before you kind of delved deeper into what was going on mentally for you was that when I think of a wartime situation, anger could propel me to do something that might very likely take my life, mm-hmm. you know, anger that my buddy just got killed and say, well, I don't care about my life anymore. It's, or in a much milder version, what you're talking about, you know, I don't care that I'm spinning my wheels, wasting my time. I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to act despite the belief that this will take my energy with no return. This will... I'm giving with no promises that anything will come out of it at all, mm-hmm. or at least as a personally will come out of it right? for my own gain. So, and, and it seems to be in the examples that we have found so far, an agent of action with no promises and very likely a promise of not great <laughs> results. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I would imagine that anger, like other um, universal feelings, being able to identify anger would then allow you to see more clearly what the world is giving you, what your, you know, what your beliefs are, what you're experiencing, what is right, you know, what you deem as right versus wrong, ethical versus unethical. Mm-hmm. That it, even if you don't realize what your beliefs are, if you check in and say, oh crap, my heart's beating hard and my ears are red and I'm sweating, I'm angry, I must be feeling some type of way. I must have a belief system that's saying that something wrong or is happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's mm-hmm. why as unpleasant as it is to feel angry, 
Mm-hmm. It's one of one of those human emotions. It, it it does serve a purpose. Yeah, it is necessary. Do you feel that animals can feel anger? I don't know if I've ever thought about that question. If animals can feel angry. I don't know. It, it's, um, I mean, I know they certainly can feel pain mm-hmm. and they can feel love, feel hunger. Fear. Can definitely feel fear, yes. So, I don't know if an animal feels angry. I mean, if, if you, you know, if you strike a dog or you, you know, you hurt them and they, and they bite you or they come after you. I don't know if that's, if they're feeling angry or it's just a, it's a, it's a rea- it's a physical reaction of self-preservation, right, of self-preservation. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm sure there've been studies, but I, I really don't know if, if, if animals feel anger. Um, and to say animals is quite broad. I mean, yeah. there's a spectrum of, of experience. Animals is like kind of a blanket <laughs> definition here. I was thinking, like I was trying to reflect like on my cat, you know, like I think there was a study that I read that um, cats can feel embarrassed, which I thought was very interesting. Really? Yeah. I have to look and see mm. if that's, if my memory serves me correctly. And if, of course, if the research was done well or not, there's mm-hmm. all sorts of stipulations but i have felt that my cat has been embarrassed before like i've i have like like i think i think that's what's happening right now and then (laughs) so then i'm like sitting here trying to think of just because i'm around my cat you know do i feel like he's ever been angry and i i kind of feel like he has been Mm -hmm. you know but or at least irritated at bare minimum yeah i i see that I see that more in cats, as mm-hmm. you know. I have cats and dogs, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're, yeah, I I can see that. Yeah, cats are are like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want this knockoff brand. Where's my, you know, my name brand cat food? Don't you know how important I am? I know. Yes, these and are things it, of value. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's right. That's right. Which in and of itself is interesting. The cats versus dogs, because I don't. And I don't have as much experience with dogs, but mm-hmm. I guess I I guess I feel like I've seen a dog annoyed, but it's like a milder version, which makes me I don't know I guess the feeling the difference I feel with dogs versus cats emotionally is that while they're certainly similar, there is a, a bit more of a uh, how do I explain this. Like with dogs, I almost feel like they are present in the energy between you and the thing that they're interacting. So let's say they're interacting with me. Mm-hmm. That they're kind of more focused on that state between us. Mm-hmm. Whereas cats are a little bit more like, they have a little bit more sense of self and a little bit like indignation almost. Like that they're capable, which would make sense that they could get more irritated. Like be not just annoyed like a dog might feel, but like irritated borderline angry because there has to be a sense of self somewhere in there 
or a stronger sense of self because I don't I do think that dogs do have a sense of self and maybe it's just on the spectrum it's less or it seems like less than cats somehow well, have... they definitely seem more loyal to their owners right. you know? oh for sure yeah. you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> although yeah. I have to say my the majority of my cats will run over to see me when I walk in the door mm -hmm. dogs obviously yeah. you know they jump yeah. on you they're so happy right um but I I yeah, my cats. Not all of them, but I have I have a few. They'll 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 come over, rub yeah. up on me, and yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, the animal kingdom. Right. Yeah, I read a, a like a joking Twitter quote I, recently. It was like, I feel like you can generally categorize cats in three ways: cats that think they're humans, cats that think they're cats, and cats that don't really think much at all. <laughs> I think that might be correct. I think I could generalize most cats in one of those three categories. But yeah, I, it does seem that there is a um, a sense of self difference in mm -hmm. in me feeling that a dog can really be angry versus a cat I'd feel can. And so then that makes me think, okay, well then maybe anger is about a sense of self like what we were talking about is propels you to act mm -hmm. despite how it may negatively impact you like a cat could swat at you while you walk by all angry knowing that you are much bigger than it you, right. you do feed it like there is potential consequence but he's like or she's like you know what i don't care i'm angry right that's now right. i'm gonna swat at you that's right <laughs> and i'm gonna take whatever consequences <laughs> come my way <laughs> that's right that's very true and the dogs are just like, I'm just trying to have a good time. Like this is this is way too much drama for me to handle. <laughs> hmm. I feel like I have a different feeling about anger now. It's mm -hmm. a a reaction to powerlessness, uh, acting despite the sense of self perhaps being injured, you know, whether mm -hmm. emotionally or physically. Mm -hmm. But it does seem to be a reactionary. Concepts. Definitely. Definitely. I don't think it's a sustained state. Mm. Anger is, yeah. it's, oof, it's volatile. Right. It's, phew, you yeah. feel it, and then hopefully it diminishes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I could, and I think you would probably agree, I could argue that almost any emotion is that way. You know, all mm -hmm. time, in time heals all wounds, or at least mm -hmm. makes it less painful. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, there's, and again, I keep coming back to love. Love, I don't know that I agree with. I think love can be sustained mm -hmm. um, in a different way uh, that other emotions can't, which perhaps is something worth digging into, why that's the case. Love keeps being the exception in my mind. But I do agree with you that it's almost like anger is a faster, has a faster half-life or a shorter half-life. Like mm -hmm. it's, it is going to pass through much more quickly than perhaps a sadness or a joy or mm -hmm. yeah, a raining down of fortune. Mm. And I wonder if that has to do with how much adrenaline is tied in with anger. Because you brought up the physical piece and I do think that that is over and over when I think of instances and when I've talked to people that you, it's palpable in the body, the anger oh, is. Oh, definitely. And if there's that chemical influx happening, mm -hmm. well, your body can only be full of adrenaline for so long. It's unhealthy to be in a constant state of adrenaline. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's why there's a bit more of a, like a quickness of it of it moving through. Makes sense. Yeah, I think so. 
get angry and then take a good nap. <laughs> Your body's like, all right, we're done swatting at things. Let's just, let's just lay down for a while. So I'm glad we talked about anger. And I am, I'd really like to, in future a future episode, explore love because I, I keep coming back to that in different conversations that we're having mm-hmm. and that it's kind of the exception emotion. Like it doesn't as easily fall into these general categories. Um, it's like a default. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, like love, when you, when you think like love is existing and then everything else is kind of playing off of it It, Mm -hmm. it's not really the emotion that comes and goes it's there Mm -hmm. whether it's love of you know another person or love of animals or love of yourself or love of your country whatever it's like love is that like that Mm. static condition yeah yeah and that I, yeah, I mean, and then all the emotions come off of either losing love or fear of losing love or pursuing love or mm-hmm. not being able to protect your love. Like, you know, that's where anger comes in, not mm-hmm. being able to protect the other, your fellow coworkers or your fellow animals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. That It does seem to be more of like a, it's the the ground upon which all the other emotions stand on. I think so. Hmm. Yeah. Never thought about love that way. Very fundamental. And it, we've talked about how, you know, acting from a place of fear versus acting from a place of love, which then is interesting to me because fears than the, the loss of love or the the potential loss of love mm-hmm. i actually i'm gonna have to sit <laughs> sit and think you have about to this think about this that. sounds These a very are, philosophical yeah. Yeah. concept here you know i've never taken a philosophy class i did and i hated it did you oh yeah <laughs> i was like this is a bunch of crap this is a bunch of equations that's what this is yeah oh i don't know i, I was I thinking of taking <laughs> i was thinking of taking one now that uh you know i'm senior and can get the either a freebie or you know a discount i'd like to see yeah what do, what do they actually teach you in a philosophy class it's more of a historical analysis of like aristotle and all the plato whatever in my experience it was like an if then then if this then what type of which is why it felt it felt um the closest i can relate it to is um do you remember was it geometry theories where a theorems where you say if this Pythagoras or well <laughs> <laughs> did I say that wrong? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I uh, people are probably laughing at us because I have no idea. I just, yeah, it has I something also, to do with the triangle. But, oh yeah, so a that's plus different. B plus C equals yeah, something. The I don't Pythagorean know. Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. See, I so, remembered something. <laughs> that was more of algebra, I think. But yeah. the. One that I'm thinking, I think it was in geometry. It's like basically like theorems or theories. Like you had to list it out, and it was like, well, if this, then that, and then it kind of led you to the next path. Oh. It was kind of like a deducing concept, but it's kind of like coding too. I don't know. I was not interested. That might not be my cup. I, it, from what you're describing, it's really yeah. not my cup of tea. And it maybe yeah. 
And to be fair, I was in such a chaotic, depressive state that, I mean, it could have probably been, I mean, that's something that sounds vaguely interesting to me now, but mm -hmm. I just was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Been there, done that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> so if you end up taking that class, you let me know. I will. We'll talk about that. Yes. Maybe I'll have to give it another try. It's just for funsy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as we have with other podcast episodes, um, I'd like to hear something that you love about yourself or that you're grateful for within yourself um, and in your life. Okay. Let's see. I'm grateful that I'll tie it in with the episode. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful that uh, I've been fortunate enough the majority of my life not to be be angry mm. and being angry is different than feeling anger okay um so my my general state of being is not anger it, mm -hmm. it's hopefully love it's peace that's what i try to radiate um so i i'm grateful that discussing anger and and thinking about times in my life where i've i've felt anger They're few, you know. Mm. They're few. I, 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 I'm, I'm grateful that I have not lived my life in an angry state. Perpetually. Perpetually. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that is uh, definitely worth being grateful for. Because <laughs> the only life we know we have for sure mm -hmm. is this one right now. So yeah, that would be sad to feel like, oh, my whole life. Which one do I pick? There's so many. <laughs> that, that would <laughs> right, be sad. Right, yeah. right, Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I haven't done this before, but I'm going to kind of piggyback off of, of your gratitude in this sense. Um, while I have absolutely felt anger many times in my life, I have felt powerless many times in my life um, I've worked very hard to um, get into a space of, of trusting myself of making changes um, so that I'm not feeling powerless or that I'm that I'm understanding it from a different perspective that allows me to have a little bit more peace. You know, mm -hmm. the, we've talked about workplace situations. I'm in a situation right now where, you know, I, I've kind of just let go of, I don't have responsibility for this. I don't have control over this. I know in my heart I did every single ethical strategic thing I could to protect the people around me and bring light to what is happening and sometimes and I'm lucky enough to be in this state this is a situation where sometimes you do just have to let go of mm -hmm. trying to control the outcome because there is no other you know you do everything you can you press the send button you press you know you call mm -hmm. you do all those things and after a certain point it's Okay, well, 
you know, if this is going to implode, this is going to implode. And other people have to do what they have to do to protect themselves. And I right. am just going to accept that they're, they're going to handle themselves however they feel they need to handle themselves. And I'm going to do that for myself. And so I'm, I'm grateful that I've been able to find myself in a place where I don't get angry very often mm-hmm. um, or even easily. Um, so, yeah, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I am too. And I, I've, I've, yeah, I'll leave it there. But yes. <laughs> Peace. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not uh, something to take for granted, feeling internal peace and like you know not being angry that's right Whew, you know it's one thing to feel it. it's a whole nother to just be angry and I, yes and i think we've, we've known <laughs> enough um like be angry type mm-hmm. um people yeah and and it's it's difficult yeah. to it's difficult to deal with the repercussions of having someone like that sure yeah, being interacting with someone like that, but also just, you know, you, know, you feel for him too at the same time. Yeah. Like, geez, you must be miserable. Yes. You must be mm-hmm. just. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you for another insightful episode of wow. Conflict in the Nook. You are very welcome. <laughs> And peace be with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Bad memory. And also with you. (laughs) Fear response setting in. (laughs) Trigger. Ding, 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 ding. (laughs) Watch out. I'm about to get angry. (laughs) Namaste. (laughs) There you go. The light in me honors the light in you. There we go. That's now better. Okay. Better now. (laughs) Deep breath.